Welcome back to the Philosophy Exchange, everyone. My name is Mason, and today I'm joined with Jacob and Lorenzo. And before we get started, I wanted to wish everyone from the Philosophy Exchange to you a happy holidays. So during this holiday season, as our gift to you, we're going to be talking about um, essays. And we'll begin by talking a little bit about the structure of how we write our essays, how we think about essays, before then going into more of the specifics on different recommendations and advices that we can give to you. Uh, uh, thanks, Mason. Um, I'm also very happy to be here. And I think it's important to say that this is our experiences that we had uh, during our master's or maybe for some of us also during our bachelor's. So obviously we're not our professors as with many things. Um, graders have a huge influence or some people want to see some different things but this is a, a collection of what we think or what our experiences um like made us think a good way or our our good way to approach these things uh, could look like i think we want to get started on like how to choose the topic of an essay i mean these essays don't ever come out of the blue somewhere uh, rather, it's like four calls, you have a specific topic, and then professors is like, or whoever your course leader is, is like, okay, in two weeks, you've got an essay due. Um, so, uh, some, somewhere you've got to find how to write an essay, or like, you need to find out how long these essays are and everything. Obviously, this is going to be checked in your courses, but yeah, Lorenzo, what's your experience on... Um, how you found the topics for your essays or how you broke them down, how you got started in that. Thank you, Jakob, and thank you, Messen. I would say that it's a really difficult question in the sense that it's maybe the most important question as it's the start, the beginning of all the work. Uh, and it really depends on the level that we are discussing. So um, as a master's student, when I was a master's student, normally I always, I was tending to choose a topic on the basis of what I was most more interested in. So the topic that fascinated more, it was the one that I wanted to work. Of course, sometimes you have to be practical. And sometimes you realize that the question that you're interested in cannot be answered uh, in an essay, or you don't want to answer to that question in a way that can be answered in a short essay. And so sometimes for maybe uh, in the case of a course uh, where you don't have a particular preference about the questions, the essays questions, um, you can choose on the basis of more practical uh, uh, reasons. For example, you are more expert on a particular topic or you have already started uh, related topics that could help you to answer to the question. With the exception of this, kind of practical um, reasons, the, the, mo the best way to choose a topic is choose the topic that you like, choose the topic that you are really interested in. Yeah, I think you're pointing at two really important points, in, in my opinion. Um, first, this idea about picking a topic that you generally have an interest in. I think that's one of the most important aspects of this, rather than picking something that you think is really difficult or that you think other people would enjoy reading. The most important part for me is always picking a topic that I genuinely enjoy reading about, writing about, because I'll be vastly more willing to actually do the work, to put in the effort. If it's something that I find to be very difficult, then 
I might uh, wait a little bit longer to get started or put it off and do other things along the way. But if it's something I have this true interest in, I'm going to do it first day. I'm going to start it immediately. The second thing I wanted to point out that I think is really important is to pick a question that you can answer within a within the allotted uh, space. So if the paper is a 5,000 word maximum, don't pick a question that's going to take you 10,000 words to answer it. Pick something that's specific for the task at hand. I'm actually quite jealous that with an interest with an interesting topic, you start right away. For me, it's more of a question: what, which type of all nighter? <laughs> I suffer less. <laughs> so for me, it's more that type of question. <laughs> right before the deadline. We have different ideas about how we should handle our papers, I guess. <laughs> We're going to talk about timing later. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, Jakob's uh, attitude is more an existentialist one. So which question will make me feel less pain <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. it's not a, it's not a bad attitude actually it's not a bad approach i i just wanted to add something that i think can in a certain way connect the two reasons the two motivation the two types of motivation that i was talking about before and that you mentioned uh, commented now i uh, think that the essays uh, particularly for the master's students, really genuinely uh, a good uh, instrument, a good tool to choose uh, a topic for the dissertation. So today we'll, we'll not talk about the dissertation, how to write it, but normally it's really common to find a, a topic uh, for the dissertation through writing, through working on uh, an essay topic. And uh, in this way, you can, in a certain sense, um, combine the two types of motivation. So you want to choose something that you like because you never know if you will end up writing your dissertation on that particular topic. And so it would be already a lot of work, a lot of reading and writing already done uh, before starting to uh, work on your dissertation. I don't know what you think, at least for me, uh, during the master, uh, it happened like this. So during the Christmas holidays, actually. So in this period of the year, was working on uh, uh, an essay on uh, scientific thought experiments, and uh, I really loved uh, the topic. I really loved the the problems and the issues that I was studying in that period of time, and uh, and I decided to write the dissertation on the same topic. I think I agree. I unfortunately did not heed that advice. I feel like way different on many points. <laughs> um, I think something that might be uh, that might be interesting to add. I think the way we talked um, was due to our background uh, at at LSE. Most of the time, professors will provide like five questions, um, something like you you have a couple of weeks of courses, and then you have like questions. I don't know in philosophy of economics. I think we had like is instrument, in, instrumentalism a viable account of economic models or something like that? And then you kind of have to break down to a specific argument or to a specific question that you want to answer. Of course, for courses where you don't have these specific questions or if your questions don't, if you don't like them, you can usually choose your own specific topic and then you look at like a specific position and then you try to, uh, or, or then you try to answer or write about the specific position, and then you come up with some type of question on on, on which you write uh, write a on, 
about which you think of a question that you're then going to be answering. I think it's very similar, but the way we speak is obviously going to be like within the context of having questions proposed to us because that's kind of the way we know. Exactly. And I think if we want to talk maybe a little bit about the other, uh, the other way, if you were in a course that didn't have these uh, pre-provided uh, questions, how would you attack a essay? What kind of question would you think of or how would you come about to a topic? And for me, I think the best way to at least first start doing it would be to look at the course syllabus, see which topics were included within it and find one that you are at least generally interested in. And then after that, you can go on and do what I think is the best thing you can do in academia and as a student is go and talk to the professor about it and ask their opinion on the topic and see if there are any new and interesting questions. Yeah, I think in general, uh, the, um, the dialogue with, uh, with the teacher, with the class leader, whatever, or also with your classmates, uh, is really fruitful in general, both at the beginning of the work. So when you start to uh, carve out the topic and the question that you want to discuss, uh, how you want, how you intend to attack the problem. And also when you are more close to the end, I always found really helpful all the feedback that I received from my classmates. Because sometimes we tend to be a little bit narcissistic and uh, also lazy. And so when we write something, we say, no, okay, this is the best way in which I could say that thing. But actually, sometimes it's not. And normally we tend to ignore the problems even more when they are serious. Instead, a, a third or a second person, another person, uh, can be more honest than yourself sometime. Okay, that's great. I totally agree with you. Now that we have this, this understanding about how we pick our topic, now we'll move on to maybe the even more difficult problem of actually writing this paper. How do we write this essay? How do you guys start off um, thinking about writing your essays? So what I would start with... Uh, it's like building a house in a certain sense. And you cannot build a house without some kind of materials. And the materials for the student normally uh, are the readings and the literature and the essays and books that have been written before you. I personally have the tendency of reconstructing or organizing the literature and the, reading that I, uh, the readings that I have read uh, in a kind of... Uh, debate uh, structure. So normally, particularly in, in analytical philosophy, the articles are structured in the form of a discussion. So someone that is answering to someone else, uh, objections raised to an account that is, has been proposed, a defendant of that account against other objections, and so on. So I would say that you can reconstruct the, um, you, can, you can imagine a structure of your essay uh, putting together all the readings that you have read so far 
and trying to make communicate them with each other. Sometimes uh, the students tend to uh, put everything they know, everything they read in the essay, and this is not really helpful. I think the best thing to do is to use the things, use the ideas and thoughts that are relevant. And the best way to understand if something is relevant or not is to put, is to create connections, to put in touch uh, the different ideas and thoughts that have been proposed from different authors. Because otherwise, the result, the outcome in your essay will be that there are a lot of ideas, a lot of interesting thoughts, but they are not connected with each other. Yeah, I think that's great. For me, it, it, the most important part of the essay is obviously the argumentation you're carrying through it. And what I think you were hinting at is focusing on one specific argumentation, one line of argument, where we're not trying to word vomit all of the knowledge that we have and on a topic and put it on the page. No, that's not what we aim to do in uh, analytic essays. We're trying to be very precise and very focused on this one train of thought throughout the entirety of the paper and making sure that we are as clear as possible. And the way that I like to think about it is when I'm writing a paper, um, I'm trying to hold the reader's hand as we walk through the argument and pointing out every necessary whether the, every necessary point along the way to just make sure that I'm highlighting the things that need to be highlighted and excluding anything that's not necessary for the argument. One thing that I was, um, that came to my mind when you were talking, Mason, was that uh, sometimes students uh, take for granted that what they know is known already from the reader. And it's like one of the most important sources of mistakes and downgrading in the sense that sometimes they don't feel the necessity, the urgency, or at least the need uh, to explain, to clarify what they're actually talking about, the technical uh, concept that they're using. And uh, I think writing an essay and writing in general is a really, really good exercise of empathy. You should always consider that it, you're not writing for yourself, but you're writing for someone that is reading you, is reading your words. And so the clarity is not only useful to reach your outcome, to reach your conclusion, because normally it's better when you're clear and precise and rigorous and cogent. And it's really important for intellectual honesty and for uh, communication of ideas to be sure that even someone else, not, some, not somebody that knows everything that you know, uh, can understand what you're saying. I totally agree. I just remembered when I used to grade papers uh, during my undergrad, I think 50% of my comments were, what do you mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like uh, very important it's question. effectively i mean i think we were a bit strict on that part but still um i it, yeah you're, you're definitely 100 right it's very important um and just to add one note to what you both said i i agree with uh 99.9 of what you said <laughs> um no i 
like when I when after after I organized kind of my way um, in like how's the debate the couple of papers I read like how do they relate to each other to do exactly what Mason said to have this like cogent argument that touches upon these papers and takes all the background knowledge we need what I what I often did was um, or what helped me was to actually like write down my argument and then like like draw lines to the papers that I had I was like okay I'm, this is this is my argument this act looks actually pretty simpler but then like I have to consider this from paper x uh, and I have to at least write a footnote on even though footnotes are usually considered to be bad but it's like <laughs> you know um so to have like this kind of remembrance or like when i go through that i can reread it again and if you i mean to to find these points of where you don't like where when i write want to find these points where i might have lost the reader where i've not kept him or her at at my hand um if uh, you write your essay early enough, not unlike me, then you actually have time to reread it. And if you, if you, I, my experience, if like those times, I actually do let it like um, grow for two days in my head without writing anything. I usually find these spots where 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 I'm like, oh damn, what did I write there two days ago? This is like completely unclear. And I think this is a a, a good uh, point to add in something else about the this argument and being clear about your arguments um one thing that i wish more young students and, and young academics would do is to not wait so long before they're making claims within their papers because i i've read a, a lot of uh, people's works and it seems like they're trying to save their big major claim until the very end and like surprise me with it say oh my gosh where did this come from you know but that's not what we're trying to do i shouldn't have to get i shouldn't have to wait to read through your 10 page paper until i get the, to the conclusion where you finally tell me what you have argued for this whole time put it at the beginning and tell me what i'm going to be reading about and the way that you have to think about philosophical papers is they're not like novels i'm not supposed to be surprised at the end of the book I should know what you're going to be talking about, know what you're going to be arguing for, and let me follow your train of thought throughout that argument. That leads me actually to quite quite an interesting, uh, or, or to a question that I'd be interested in how you deal with this. So you say like, you don't want to be surprised, you want to have it in the beginning, and this is what I learned. Um, I just realized you both actually read and grade papers at the moment, while I'm the <laughs> rookie in the room. But... Uh, I used to do that as well. And like one of the first thing we told our students, like literally the first, second sentence, maybe you have to, you do some kind of motivation, but then like your thesis has to be right there. And um, so I, I, I know people with completely different philosophies about this. It's like about writing their, their introduction in a way. So I know some people who are like, go write your introduction first and don't start with anything until that's clear. Because if you have your introduction and this is understandable, then you know, you know what you're talking about while other people uh, go write their body first and develop while writing. And then they're like, Oh, but, and then they finally know what they write on and then they have their thesis or argument. Uh, yeah. How do you do, how do you guys deal with this? I would say there are two different problems here. So one thing that I totally agree 
upon is that it's really useful to write uh, an outline of your essay before starting to writing it. Because as one of my supervisors, and actually also Mason's supervisor, told us, writing an essay or a dissertation is like walking inside of, within a wood, and uh, you, you always risk to get lost, and uh, you need a map. And the outline, the, the introduction, can be a nice map. So you have always to remember where I'm aiming at. So where am I going? Given that, doesn't necessarily mean that the introduction will be that once and for all. So you, you normally writing an essay is really like a journey. And uh, so it could be the case that you are changing slightly or even more substantially your topic. And so the introduction will be modified as well. We have to be motivated, mo modified as well. Uh, the fact is that at least you know when you are changing the path. So at least you can understand exactly when you are di diverting from the, the map that you prepared before starting to write the essay. Mm -hmm. So the introduction, at least for me, is really helpful, is really useful. I 100% agree with your sentiments, Lorenzo. For me, I always have the tendency to work on the body of my paper first, my line of argumentation. Once I have that figured out, then I do go back and I write my introduction and I write my conclusion. And I, the way that I frame my introduction is exactly the way that you uh, mentioned as creating a, a roadmap where I first talk a little bit about my motivations, my aims in the paper, but then go into, I'm going to talk about this one thing, this second, this third, this fourth, whatever, how many it is until my final claim is this. And within those points, those one, two, three, four, however many points I want to make, I try to use those as signposts because at the end of the day, the only way that your paper is going to be read and recited by other people and talked about by other people is if they understand it. If they have no idea what you talked about, no one's ever going to talk about your ideas then. So it's always best to be as clear and precise as possible as you try and make these arguments and use your introduction as a good way to set the framework for the rest of your paper. The last part that I think we didn't mention yet, I think is really important, is in a certain, in a certain sense complementary, and is it, it regards the depth of analysis and um, the reflection that you are conducting on, the, on each steps that you're making on each question that you're, you're, that you're trying to answer. And uh, in a certain sense, it's, this, it's the other phase of uh, the coin. On, on the one hand, there is clarity and structure. On the other hand, there is the depth of analysis, the reflection that, you're, that you are making, and also in a certain sense, the originality of your work, because you cannot give something just for granted. Oh yes, this author is saying this. The marker, and I'm talking as a marker here, expects <laughs> you uh, not only to know what we have started during the course, but also to understand it. And in order to understand something, you have to think about it. You have to reformulate the same thought with your own words. You have to make your own examples. And sometimes a good way to show understanding is also to um, provide possible criticisms, 
possible questions that are arising from the solution that you have just proposed and this kind of things. So the connections again, the logical connections between problems are normally a good sign of understanding and depth of analysis. I think maybe we can now take some time and talk about some just generic advices that each of you might have for uh, an, uh, a young academic or an aspiring uh, philosopher, um, regardless of any uh, thing we've talked about in the past, just some, some specific points that to uh, give that little extra push to help the, the readers or the, to help the authors a little bit more. I think uh, even if this might be repetitive, I think the most important thing is what you called taking the hand of the reader or what I, what I mm -hmm. called back then guiding the reader. So from, from the introduction, every time you connect paragraphs to the conclusion, remind the reader, like push the reader where you want them to be. So don't expect the reader to be super energetic reading 20 papers a day rather force them to think the way you write um, or, or follow the way you write. And, and if you think about this in every paragraph, uh, that I think that's the most important thing. I totally agree with Jakob. Uh, the first thing that came to, their mind, to my mind though was timing. So there are very few exceptions uh, very few people that are able to write an entire essay in one day and uh, write a good essay. These people are really rare. And normally uh, they were not like this already when they were students. So the best advice that I can give someone is to take your time, let the ideas uh, seed in your mind, allow you to have some uh, time between the, between the moments that you're writing the essay and then the moment when you're reviewing it, when you're re-editing it, when you're trying to look at it with a different uh, perspective, with a different point of view, with a different mind. And uh, ideas is, are really similar to food. They need to be digested in a certain sense. And so, <laughs> To be digested, they need time, and time is really a key uh, aspect in writing in general, and particularly for writing an essay. I think that the taking the time is a very important aspect of uh, the writing process, and I think both of you have, have hinted at it, so I will um, also include it as one of mine, and maybe talk a little bit more from a different perspective on it. But for me, one of the most important parts about writing papers and taking this time, as we were saying, is that I need to get up and move around a lot when I do my work. And I can't just sit at a computer and write for five, 10 hours straight through the day. I need to get up, move around, take a walk around the city, um, usually in a time where there is no COVID, but we have to do what we can now. Um, so yeah, just taking these moments to think about your work in a different space in general provides you a, the opportunities to also think about that topic in a different headspace. So that, that first of all, I'm, I want to echo you guys as well. And then the final thing I want to talk about within writing your papers is whenever you frame 
the opposing viewpoints arguments, um, always frame those arguments in the best way possible. The most difficult for you to uh, knock down. We're not trying to build up straw men in this sense. It's a very common phrase that we talk about this building of straw men, meaning we develop the opposition to have a weak argument so it's easy for us to knock down. Now we want to make their arguments seem as strong as possible and then show why that argument is also incorrect and why our um, train of thought is the correct way to look at this issue. It's not um, only useful in the sense that you're showing better understanding of the views uh, proposed in the literature and so you're getting a better mark in general. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also good because if you want to make a point the best way to make your point is to make it relevant in the real debate, in the yes, actual exactly. discussion. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with you, Messon, on this point. It's really important to, first of all, describe and represent the positions that we are discussing in the most honest and uh, even the most like trustful, reliable way. Yeah, we want to show our to, to show our arguments in the best light, we also need to be courteous to the other viewpoints as well and show them in the best light. Because that's really the only way that we can even move our discipline forward. If everyone was focused on knocking down these straw men for the other people's arguments, we would never develop any kind of fruitful debates because people would just be going to the lowest denominator and no one would ever try and improve on another person's idea. Yeah, I totally agree. I think something I just uh, I just remembered and that really helped me learn how to write philosophy papers, short papers, and to really understand why the things we said earlier, why the things that my professor said were actually important in essay writing was reading other students' work. So like when you write when you read a philosophy article or like a paper that, that's been published, obviously that's like super polished 30, 40 times and it's like super neat and you kind of want to get there. But if you proofread your fellow students' papers, even first, second, third drafts, um, very often they struggle with exactly the same problems you have, uh, even if you think they're super smart and the best writers ever. Mm. And um, when you read these things, it's it's easy for me when I read these things. It was like super easy to see. Oh, now I understand why it's important to do these connections, or now I understand why it's important to have a clear introduction. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a really great way to to one help your fellow students, but also to learn <laughs> for yourself to why some things are important and what to look out for, and to actually spot them in your own work as well. Exactly. Uh, thanks so much, Mason and Lorenzo. Um, I think it was quite interesting. We hope that uh, it was interesting for you guys as well. And um, if you like the podcast, please follow us on Twitter or on Instagram. If you didn't like the podcast, please give us feedback so that we can work on it. Um, <laughs> we love to hear from you in any way. Um, let us know and hope to hear from you soon. Merry Christmas to everybody. Have a nice break and a nice writing of the essays. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs>